0: hi everyone and welcome back to the real real podcast with me natalie barbu in today's episode i am very excited to be bringing on one of my really really good internet friends five foot one teacher or brit most of you guys i feel like know her as five foot one teacher but brit has been a really close friend of mine for the past few months and we've just been bonding a lot over a lot of similarities that we have and i don't know it's just good to have one of those friends that is in the same industry as you that you guys can talk about a lot of things but also just a genuine person that you can just talk to about anything about anything in general and Britt is that person. She is so sweet and I'm really excited for ha- to have her on the podcast. She's actually one of the people that was recommended a lot and I always look into your recommendations so if you guys have anyone you guys want me to interview or bring on, please let me know. I am always looking for more guests, especially being now in New York. I'm trying to get more like in-person interviews. So this one was over the phone, but or over the internet. And the beginning of the podcast is actually horrible audio quality because we had a little bit of a mess up. So I hope that you guys can bear with it. It literally lasts for about three minutes and then it gets to like really, really great audio quality. So bear with us for just a little bit during setting the record straight is when it's bad and then once we get into the topics and stuff it's pretty good but anyways Britt is a teacher she was an english teacher for high school students she actually was a teacher at Marjorie stoneman douglas high school which is located in parkland florida and for most of you guys you know the tragedy that happened there um february valentine's day actually of last year and it's just something that has definitely, definitely impacted so many people but Britt was a teacher there at that time. We just talked a lot about not only being a teacher but coping with grief and with something that traumatic that happens to you and her rituals for when she gets anxious and going to therapy and we get really, really, really vulnerable in this episode or at least Britt gets very vulnerable in this episode and I'm really just proud of her for being vocal about this and not just pretending like, oh everything's amazing and everything's fine, like she really is using her platform to show that it's okay if you need help, it's okay if you need to take a step back, it's okay if you need to go to therapy, it's okay if you've gone through something and you need to talk to someone, all of this stuff is okay and she uses her platform for that and just to help other people and to be a light and I don't know, she's just someone that I I think of as the most positive person like when I'm thinking of someone positive it's like oh it's Brit and you would just it's crazy that something like that has happened in her lifetime she also just recently started an organization called the unbreakable organization which she talks about in this episode but it's just to help educators um like herself and it is so amazing she is so young and already changing the world and it just inspires me so much and I am so honored to be considered her friend because to have someone like that as a friend is something that you don't take for granted and she is just someone that is really going to change the world. So remember her name guys because you will be seeing her all over for doing such good things and even though something something so dark happened in her life, she is bringing so much light because of it and so much putting so much light out there because of what had happened and because of her nature and because of who she is and I honestly am so proud of her I think this episode is an amazing one I think that if any of you guys are looking for someone new to follow or watch that is not just the same old vlogger the same youtuber whatever it is please follow her because she's just such an amazing girl and i am so excited to have her on this podcast i can't wait for you guys to hear all about the unbreakable organization i can't wait for you guys to hear her story and i'm just thankful that she's on this podcast so bear with me with the bad audio for like five minutes and then it gets great because you don't want to click out of this podcast i'm telling you it is such a good episode and i also wanted to thank the reviewer of the week. So, i always do a reviewer of the week just to really thank you guys. And it's really funny cuz almost every week when i do a reviewer of the week, the person that was the reviewer of the week will DM me and be like, "Oh my gosh, it was so weird hearing my review on your podcast." And it just makes me really, really happy because i don't know, it's something that you guys don't have to do and it's definitely something that i'm like, "Oh my gosh, i cannot believe that they took the time to review it." So, this one is from Lily Potter and she had actually dm'd me that she reviewed it so i could personally thank her and she said i listen to podcasts every day and have never reviewed one until today i was listening to a bunch of natalie's podcasts back to back and i just felt the urge to help her out by writing this because a she is so genuine sweet and conversational it's like listening to a friend and b she really deserves all the praise i can tell she works so hard for where she is now and she always sounds so grateful in every episode why not give a little of my time i always love that she interviews people that have made it and also normal people like her everyday listeners it's refreshing and authentic and a very good combination overall definitely give this girl a listen and follow new fave episode was the one where she interviews her guy friends on what they think of girls i was laughing so much thank you so much lily for reviewing this i know i already thanked you but it just really really means a lot to me that you guys enjoy this podcast because sometimes i mean i'm not gonna lie i have those days where i'm like is anyone listening like is this helping anyone does anyone like this and i mean reviews like this really really do make me feel like okay yes i am how like people do enjoy this and this is helping other people in some way because I tried to make a podcast that I would like listening to so that's kind of what my podcast is it's just like sitting down with a friend but still like learning and providing value um that's at least what I like to think of it (laughs) but thank you guys so much for listening and for reviewing because it means so much to me I mean I feel like you can't tell how much it means to me just by me saying it but I wish there was a way that I could like physically prove it but thank you guys so much and I don't want to make this intro too long so I'm just gonna get right into it but I love you guys and now let's just get into Brit's episode welcome to the real real podcast with Natalie Barbu Instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Make earning a part of your financial routine, and join earning's over three and a half million customers who say things like, "When I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind." Download earning today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the earning app, type real real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real real under podcast. Ernan is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See Earning.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, Britt. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you. I have been wanting to have you on my podcast literally since before we even met and before we even like started DMing each other.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited it worked out. I know it was so fun seeing you at Rogers for like two seconds. I know.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just going to jump right into setting the record straight. So this is where you're going to tell me if these, I guess, assumptions or stereotypes are true or if they're false based on your own experiences.
1: Sounds like fun.
0: So the first one is, being a teacher is an easy job. So it's
1: definitely (laughs) not an easy job, but I feel like sometimes people see things online and they're like, that looks like so much fun. And while it is, it's definitely not easy.
0: I know. I feel like I knew when I asked that. I'm like, obviously, it's not easy, but (laughs) I I
1: just like there's so many different moving parts. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you're looking after a group of students.
0: Exactly. And you have to have a passion for teaching to be a teacher.
1: 100%. I think, you know, teachers are not paid nearly what they deserve to begin with. So if you don't have that passion, you are easily going to burn out. And I think some people go into teaching and they develop a passion later on, but the sooner you have it,
0: the better. Mm -hmm. And you become attached to your students.
1: I definitely think that is true. I also think that there's different types of teachers out there. For me, relationships and building the relationship is 100% the most important thing that you can do in the classroom. So, you know, you do become attached to them and you become a huge part of their life and you go home and your job's not over. You're still thinking about them and what they're doing and if they're okay.
0: No, totally. It's definitely a job that you take home with you. Yes. And people treat you differently because you are a young teacher.
1: This question, I get so many times about what it's like being a young teacher. And I'm someone who went back to the high school that I graduated from. So all of my friends say you're crazy. But I think if you go into the classroom and you establish your classroom management and your rules and someone disrespects you, it's on them. So being a young teacher, you can be judged for it, but at the end of the day, you worked to get to where you are and it should be celebrated and it should be respected.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Like you did just as much work. You might not have like the years and years of experience, but everyone starts off that way. And at the end of the day, if you have a passion for it and you're good at what you do, I think that matters more. Exactly. You all have to start somewhere. Exactly. And high school is the easiest to teach?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, I think every single grade level has its perks and then it also has cons at the same time. But I think you just have to go in to what you are most passionate about. And if you're doing something you love, it's going to be easier rather than more difficult for you, you know?
0: Mm hmm. 100% so now just tell us a little bit about yourself give the audience a little spiel about you i feel like everyone already knows who you are but just for those of you guys that don't
1: you are so nice okay so my name is Brittany. for those of you who are new i feel like i'm starting my youtube video right now i always say that but I went to Florida State University. It was like my dream college, looks like Hogwarts. I majored in education and always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I'm 24 right now, and when I first went into teaching, I was actually only 22 years old. So I literally graduated, had the job ready to go at the high school I graduated from, went straight into teaching, and I also started a YouTube channel along the way, which is so exciting. So as of right now, I mean, there's a lot to my story and how I got here, but I am the founder of an organization called The Unbreakable Org that I'm running full-time. I advise a dance marathon program, which for those of you who are in college probably know what that is, for charity. I advise that full-time as well at the high school that I was working at, and I do YouTube as well, so a lot of different things.
0: You are so busy, I feel like, and you have so many different hats that you're wearing, and I feel like you're just like such a boss. (laughs) You're so nice. It's definitely a lot, but I
1: also feel like I need different things in order – to stay motivated, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like the more stuff that I have, I can write it down. I have a checklist, I can cross it out and
0: be more productive that way. I, like, thrive off being busy. Oh, me too. Crossing off something off a checklist is like a high for me. <laughs>
1: yes. I'm just like, yes, cross it off. We are good.
0: Next thing. <laughs> and when did you decide to be a teacher? So, was that something that you wanted to do from when you were younger? Did you go into college knowing that? Did you change your major? Yeah, 100%. I was like one of those kids
1: who used to play teacher with anyone in my family honestly anyone who was willing to be my student I was like perfect welcome to class I used to take books that my parents bought me brand new and I thought they were my whiteboard and I would just write all over them so you know that was that was good and then until I got yelled at of course but yeah I just always knew that I wanted to be a teacher and you know you hear different things about the pay and how you know people might start discouraging you but I really did stick to it and it just felt so right when I walked into the College of Education. I knew that's where I was meant to be.
0: I think that's so good because there's so many people that end up teaching because they think it's quote unquote easy or they think it's, I don't know what I'm going to do, so maybe I'll be a teacher. And we need people that have passion for it like you because that's what really shapes. I mean, teachers shape the whole generation. I feel like it's such an important job. It shouldn't be a job that's just like, well, I might as well do it. Like you should – have your heart and soul in it.
1: A hundred percent. And really with like anything that people do in life, like you just have to put your heart into it. If not, I just feel like you're gonna be so miserable in your job. You have to have a passion for it. It has to get you up in the
0: morning, you know? No, 100%. And when did you decide to start your YouTube career? Were you in college at the time or were you already
1: teaching? Yeah, so I've always loved YouTube been growing up watching YouTube. And then I finally decided to just take the leap. I had my teacher Instagram at the time, um, like right after I graduated college. And as that started to grow, I loved getting on my story. And I was like, you know what, I've always loved video editing, I might as well jump into it. So I'll never forget going into Best Buy like a lost puppy, purchasing a vlog camera for the first time and just diving right into it. But it's one of the best decisions that I've honestly ever made it's been so fun to connect with other people like that's how I found you which I'm so grateful for so yeah I started it while I was teaching which I'm also thankful for because it was like a side job for me as well and you really do need that to be able to support yourself it's sad but true
0: yeah I feel like so many teachers have part-time jobs in the summer or even during the school year and I feel like that's so unfair because you're going to school for four years and you're doing this job that is so important and then you also need another job
1: yes of course and that's like a huge reason why I also started the unbreakable organization so we can give back to teachers which I'm sure we'll talk about later but anything that I can do to help them I'm all about it
0: yeah no that's amazing and your teacher Instagram is that was that a community that you formed or was it still like your five foot one teacher the Instagram you have now Yeah, I remember when I
1: was in college, I started finding these Instagram accounts for teachers who were kind of showing this like behind the scenes into their classroom. And for me, that was so fascinating because I'm just like this college student dreaming about what my classroom would be like. So to start one on my own was really exciting for me. I kind of joined the community within itself. But I also have always enjoyed just posting like lifestyle, positivity, outfits. So it's been cool to kind of mix the two together and share a little bit of education and a little bit of my own personal life you know
0: yeah no I feel like that's what makes you so relatable and also have such an engaged audience because people know your real life too you know it's not like you're strictly just teacher focused like you feel like you really get to know you and are your friend even through your videos your Instagram through your stories like all of that stuff right I'm
1: so glad you feel that way that's how I feel when I'm and whenever I'm watching your YouTube channel I'm like oh yeah back with my
0: family again there we are (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, and then when you decided to start doing YouTube, did, was that hard introducing your work life in it? Or first, did you kind of do more behind the scenes? Like, because I know you film your students. So how was that like introducing that to your school, I guess?
1: Yeah. So when I first started YouTube, it was more just like I was sharing tips as a teacher, kind of getting back into school and setting up my new classroom because I lost my other one. And I would also start doing like work days in my life as a teacher of course, when you are teaching, you are fully in. And I think that's something people don't always realize when they watched my videos. I taught 90 minute class periods, So I was not vlogging during them. Of course, if there was like a special game that we were playing, maybe I could get some background footage. But my attention was always to my students. And it was definitely hard to balance it. But when I'm teaching, I'm teaching. And then if I ever showed any students, I (laughs) went to that high school and a lot of them I worked with at camps and they were younger um, so I knew their families as well so I wasn't just showing all of my classes and if it was ever a student in it um, they were either on like my executive board or they were my TA something along those lines and they just wanted to say hi more than anything and I'm like oh gosh all they want is like a shout out all the time. (laughs) But yeah, that's like pretty much how I structured my videos at the very beginning. And then I got more
0: into lifestyle and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like that's such a misconception people have on YouTube is they think because they see one second of your life that that's your whole life. You know, like they think like, oh, you're vlogging at school. That must mean that's all you do. When it's like, no, you literally see two minutes of the whole day and you're probably you're filming during a break. You're filming in your closet. Like, oh, (laughs) yeah,
1: 100 percent. Just like eating lunch, catching up with them before school, after school, and then maybe like one clip in between. But that's all it really is at the end of the day. They do not see me under my desk crying or having like a breakdown or like (laughs) dropping my oreo on the floor and crying about that too you know
0: (laughs) no exactly that's why I feel like people I always want to highlight that on these on whenever I interview another youtuber is that you do not see your whole entire life you really only see very small moments what people decide to show you like you're not just vlogging your students all day like they don't see the whole eight hour workday that you have
1: Oh, of course. And then also what goes into it beforehand and after. And, you know, I think that's the hardest part about being a YouTuber. Sometimes, you know, people just assume that what they see in a video is your whole life. But, you know, we go through so
0: many real life emotions and struggles as well. Totally. And I feel like you do a really great job at explaining your day-to-day without necessarily having to show everything. Like, you do a great job at explaining your lessons that you're teaching and the behind the scenes work of that and what you're learning about in your classroom, but you're not necessarily having a camera out the whole time. But I feel like the way you s- explain it is makes sense. Like, you don't have to see it, you know?
1: Right, right. Thank you. Yeah, a little recap. Can't hurt <laughs> anyone.
0: And what are some of the challenges of being a teacher in general? So aside from YouTube, just being a teacher, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see?
1: Yeah. I mean, with teaching, I think a lot of it comes down to one, it's a whole new world. Literally cue Aladdin. Once you get in there, you're bouncing so many different things. You can almost compare it to YouTube where if you don't have an editor, you know, you're editing your own videos, shooting your own videos. You're kind of running your own show in the classroom as well. You're planning your lessons. You're organizing it on a calendar. You're grading papers. You're building relationships. So as a teacher, you're doing many different things at once. And I think Another thing people don't realize is teachers are so much more than just teachers. And, you know, my school went through a very hard time. But any school out there, I could easily point out teachers who are so much more than just teachers to these kids they are probably caretakers, in a way therapists for these kids, because who knows what they go home to at the end of the day. And teachers just have to wear so many
0: hats. They truly are like superheroes. Did you always feel that way? Like when you were a student, did you, or is it like totally different being on the other side of it?
1: No, a hundred percent. And that's a big reason why I went back to the school that I graduated from because my teachers made such a difference in my life and they were always so much more than just a teacher to me they were able to talk to me and if I needed a snack they would give me a snack if I needed to cry about like a boy or something they were just always there for me in so many different ways and that's the environment that I wanted to teach in so it was like just no second guessing when I went back to that school.
0: Yeah. And you were also saying how your school did go through a tragedy. And how do you stay strong after that? Especially because that's not something every teacher can relate to. You know, that's a very unique situation that you guys had to go through. So how how have you managed to stay strong? Because you are literally the strongest person I think I know and such a positive light. And I I always wonder, like, how? like How are you so, so positive? You're so sweet. I...
1: I think it's everyone's biggest nightmare to go through a tragedy, you know, whether it is a shooting or, you know, really whatever it is, no matter how big or small the tragedy is, no one could ever imagine going through something like that, especially at a school that I always felt so safe at. And after it happened, I always describe everything as almost like I was living in a movie. Uh, Time was kind of just stopped. And I really just felt so numb, but I knew that going back to school, I had to make a decision to either just feel this numbness or to be strong for my students. And I knew that I had so many students that were looking at me for answers, for words of affirmation, for that light. And that's what I chose. And I'm so thankful that I did. And I'm thankful that I was able to gather this strength to be there for them because, honestly my students made me so much stronger because I was able to give that strength to them and they gave it right back. And for so long, I felt like I had that strength. And it's so unfortunate that I did take a step back this year because of how I've been feeling about the tragedy and just how hard things have been. But at the end of the day, I remember my student strength. And I'm so thankful I can still work with them through dance marathon and be part of their lives because I still feel like they're feeding me that strength as I'm healing and navigating through life and figuring it out and figuring out what I want to do next, you know. So it's a lot. It's hard. But I think it's just choosing to be strong and then feeding off the people that you love in short. That's my short answer. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no. Well, I think also because no one, not many people can exactly relate to your situation that no one else has a right to tell you what you're allowed to do or what you're allowed to feel. Like if you want to take a step back, that's 100% your decision and no one can tell you that what you're doing is wrong or right or any, you know what I'm saying? Like Like, that's Only you know what's best for you. And the fact that you were so strong the last year coming back to school and for your students, like everyone needs to feel do what's best for them. So I feel like right now you're doing what's best for you and you're putting yourself first. And you're still not neglecting your students at all. I mean, you're so involved in their life, but you're putting yourself first, which I think is really, really important. And also, honestly, such a positive influence to show people that – it's okay to put yourself first.
1: Right. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you saying that. And I always say you truly cannot expect yourself to give so much energy to other people if you can't give that same energy to yourself. So I knew that I had to take time for myself because I truly exalted everything that I had into my students going back after february 2018 and then all last year as well and I'm on low energy now so it's just kind of like refocusing
0: back on myself so I can give back to others more yeah and that's so admirable like you're not doing this because oh I just don't want to anymore it's something that you need to do for yourself in order to help other people exactly thanks girl Oh, of course. I always think of you as when I think of someone that's strong, someone that's positive, someone that's uplifting. I, You're always the first person that comes to my mind.
1: It means so much. I really, really, really appreciate
0: it. Oh, of course. And what was the reaction, like you were saying, how you want needed to do what's best for you. Did other people understand that, or how was the reaction when you posted that video? When you told your students, I know that that was something that was so difficult for you to announce. Right. I was
1: literally texting you the day that I was going to tell my students, and I, t- I decided to tell the class of 21 because I was their advisor for a little over two years, pretty much. and. I sat them all down in our study hall class and I basically told them what I just told you about how I felt like I just kept going and going and to be so transparent with you and them I explained to them that I was running into new health issues that my anxiety was at an all-time high and it was just too hard for me to feel comfortable teaching in this environment still Um, it's not easy passing a classroom that's now a crime scene and It's still being there and it's just so complicated and unimaginable. No one should have to go through it. But my students completely understood. They brought me sunflowers. They were hugging me. And just the fact that they were so supportive and we just actually went to dinner over the summer and I still feel like I will always be a huge part of their life. And, you know, telling my other students about Unbreakable and having them email me and send me messages about how happy they are about the organization – That's what matters most to me because, you know, when you put something out online, people will always find a way to form an opinion. But, you know, of course, they have their right to because we are putting it out there. Uh, I just knew that I wouldn't let their opinions hurt me because the only opinion that mattered to me was honestly my students opinion. And that was more than enough for me. But you know, when I did put out the video, um, most of the comments were very supportive. Everyone wants to know, are you going to go back into teaching? And I never plan on leaving education. I think Unbreakable revolves around education. I could see myself back in a classroom, whether that being another high school classroom in a different school, or even maybe a college classroom one day. So my heart will always be with education. If anything, I just want people to understand that I took this step back so that I can regroup and then get back out there better than ever as an educator.
0: Yeah, no, that is so important. You need that time for that, you know? So I think that's so, so important for people to understand. And also at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they understand. Like you were saying, the only opinion that you care about is your students because, yeah, putting your life on the internet, you're going to unfortunately get mean comments or people that are just literally I think on the internet just to make people feel bad about themselves so you can't ever listen to that a hundred percent I definitely
1: agree with you on that and yep you just got to stay strong and remember whose opinion is important at the end of the day I feel like you can get so sucked into this like world on the internet so it's
0: important to remember your reality and who's right in front of you totally and what are some things that you do to cope with anxiety or stress or just when you're having a bad day? What are some? Do you have any rituals that you do? Do you have a morning routine that you do? Yes. I know this sounds so weird, but when I get
1: anxious, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay this is good because now I can put myself back together. Like I always say, if you fall apart, that's just another opportunity to put yourself back together. And I love the feeling of being refreshed and, you know, as hard as anxiety is, I've accepted it. So Definitely have some rituals. I love a good weighted blanket. I feel like I'm just getting a straight up hug. Have you used one before? I've actually never used one. I should get one. You need one. It's so funny. Everyone always makes fun of me when I take it out of the bucket because it's like 30 pounds and I'm like, oh my gosh, getting it onto the couch. But once it's on (laughs) me, I'm like, yes. So I love a weighted blanket. I love New Girl. Have you seen New Girl before? oh my god I'm obsessed I Um, love new girl yes favorite show it's just like I feel like everyone has a show that they put on where it just makes them happy I know friends is a super popular one for people with that but new girl is definitely mine I just put it on I've seen it over and over again um just surrounding myself with good people who can fuel me and fill me back up eating healthier foods, making myself my favorite smoothie, throwing a bath bomb in the bath, just really relaxing, taking deep breaths. I'm also a huge advocate and cheerleader for anyone who wants to go to therapy. I always say you don't even have to have a reason to go. It's nice just to be able to talk to someone, you know?
0: Oh, 100%. I feel like therapy is one of those things that used to be very taboo and used to be something that people were like, oh, like she goes to therapy and that's not a good thing. now, like, we- I have therapy, but no, it's like, I have <laughs> therapy today, y'all. It's yeah. like such a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And now it's shifted to being like open and people are willing to talk about what they learned in therapy and what their therapist told them. And that's something I think that I really love about our generation is that we are so open to talk about being vulnerable and, you know, just, I don't know. I feel like it's yes. really good that We're encouraging therapy.
1: Oh, 100%. Do you know that I formed the word unbreakable, which is literally tattooed on my wrist in therapy, my very first therapy
0: session with her? That's amazing. Yeah, I remember hearing your story about it, how she asked you – how you feel right and you said unbreakable is that am I mixing up yeah she
1: you know my very first session six days after everything happened she let me tell my entire story and once I was done I mean it took forever she wanted to hear from the morning I woke up all the way until the end of the day and she just looks at me and she's like but how did you feel in that very moment when you were essentially with your students under a desk And I truly did feel like we were unbreakable. I had no idea what was going on at the time, of course. And it makes me sick thinking about what truly was happening. But whether it was a drill, whether it was not a drill, whatever was going through my mind, it just felt like we were unbreakable. I knew we were going to be okay somehow, some way. And that word just helped me with everything. And now I have an organization about it, a tattoo. But I would have never... that word if I didn't go to therapy and realize
0: that my students and I are always unbreakable together I love that no I love that so much and therapy can help you understand and cope I guess with what is going on in your life regardless if you had a big thing go on in your life or something small and you just need to understand how to deal with the situation I feel like it's so important to go exactly and now let's talk about the Unbreakable Foundation, which I'm so excited to talk about. I am so proud of you. you. So what exactly is that? So I want to hear it in your words, what the Unbreakable Foundation is to you and why you started it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we are so many different things under one umbrella. Like we're an organization, we're a community, and our whole mission is to help people, individuals, communities, families, places, that feel broken, find what makes them unbreakable. That's like the long story short. And every season, winter, spring, summer, fall. And right now we are moving into fall. We are giving back this year to an individual, a family or a community in need. And I call these missions or projects. So our very first one is this fall. And right now people have been nominating different schools. That's what I want to do going into fall since it's back to school. And We are choosing one school. We are going to that school, and it's completely based on what they need. Kind of like on Ellen, she doesn't always have a specific thing she gives to people. It's based on their story and what they need. And we are going to get back to the school. And I'll tell you, these stories that I have read have been so moving. I cannot wait to get back to the school. And once we're done with that, that's what this year is. It's choosing different individuals or families and going there and helping these people. And in the meantime, we have an online community as well where we build people up and we give people those positive messages and we're forming a community of really empowering and motivating and inspiring individuals. So it's all been very, very healing for my heart. I will tell you that.
0: That is so amazing what you're doing. And when you did mention Ellen, I remember talking to you whenever we met up for smoothies and I feel like. This is exactly what she does on her show, except you're taking it into such a specific level, which is so amazing because it's you're helping other teachers and other educators. And I feel like that's one of the most underrepresented communities and one of the most, I guess, I mean, I always think like teachers should get paid more. So just one of those communities that people neglect a lot when it comes to like higher pay or Mm -hmm. equal treatment. You know, I feel like that kind of gets swept under the rug.
1: Right. 100%. So that's what we want to do. The more people I can help, honestly, the more healing it is forming those connections, getting back into the school community and feeling like I can help people that went through something similar or, you know, like I said, a tragedy of their own and just helping them define what it means to be unbreakable. So it's been really exciting doing this. And I think my students want to get involved. We're going to have so many different volunteer
0: opportunities. So it's all very exciting. How did you start the foundation? So I'm a very business-minded person. So I love to know like how, when you came up with the idea, how do you go out doing the logistics? Like, did you file for a business? Is there other ways because this is an organization or a foundation like I'm just so – I have no idea how I would even go about starting something like this.
1: (laughs) So yeah, the first thing was kind of deciding what we wanted to be. And I do say it's an organization, but it's also a business. It's a community. One day it would be a dream for a branch of it to be a nonprofit. But because we are so new and we have to hire people, we are an LLC right now. But uh, we are fundraising. So every single – season when we give back it's through either donators or we just did merchandise so all the sales from our merchandise are going to our first fall mission and we will probably end up using all of that if we don't ever use all of it it'll just stay in a fund and it will travel on to our next mission or project so that's kind of how we started and just there's so many different moving parts because you want to know what this looks like. And you have to build a logo and an aesthetic in a way. So hiring someone to do a website and a logo and all the little things that make the organization what it is. Because when people think of your organization or your brand, you know, you want it to have a specific trademark to it that people remember. So that was really fun being able to build something like that. And I'm excited to see where it goes one day.
0: No, I absolutely love that you started this. And is it just you for now? I know you hired someone to do the logo and the website, but how do you have employees or...
1: Yeah, so we have, of course, like my personal management team that's been such a help. And then there's me, of course. And then we have someone who does the logo, someone who works on the website, a photographer. And then we are also going to start working with videographers as well when we start traveling. And then, like I said, volunteer applications will be open and that will be based on wherever we start to go. And then eventually, a long term goal would definitely be to be able to employ people. I think that's. would be such a dream to have an office of its own one day have employees but you know we just got started so (laughs) we'll see but I can just imagine the happiest yellow office ever with the happiest yellow comfy
0: couch and the happiest employees and I would love that no that's so amazing I'm so proud of you for even starting something like this though
1: Thank you. It's like I said, it's been really, really healing. And um, I had no idea, you know, forming the word unbreakable would lead it to this. But I'm really excited to see just what happens and the impact that we make. It's
0: it's all exciting. And what are your long term goals for the Unbreakable Foundation? I guess like, do you want to take it international? Or are you just kind of taking it day by day?
1: Yeah. I mean, right now we're looking at it from the year standpoint. So like fall and then we'll do winter, spring and summer. And then I think we will reassess after that and see, you know, how it went, how it, how it did, what businesses want to continue to work with us. We'll see if we're in the market to open up an office, hire those employees. So I'm excited. I think right now it's just concentrating on this year. Of course, like I have big dreams, but for now, I think it's just focusing on each mission and project and giving them all of the love and support that we can. But it's going
0: to go well. We're excited. It's going to go really, really well. I cannot wait to see what it does. And I think it's smart that you're thinking year by year because sometimes I feel like people get too wrapped up in the big picture and it can kind of cause even more anxiety because you're thinking like, oh my gosh, five years down the line, I have so much I want to do. <laughs> but you just need to focus on – What you're doing now and do the best you can in that because if you can't do I guess if you can't manage the smaller things like you shouldn't be worrying about the big things yet So I feel like that's actually a really really good mentality to have.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent So, you know, it's just so new that we have to take it year by year right now or even season by season We'll see how fall goes and that will help us for winter and what's to come and hopefully
0: each season we can make bigger and better I can't wait to see what you do with it. I know it's gonna go so well and you're making a real difference in people's lives, which is the most important thing. Thank you. I mean, people are going to be so appreciative and I just feel like it's something that you feel so called to do. So it makes it so genuine and you yourself are an educator. So I feel like that's just so amazing.
1: A hundred percent. When I decided to take this step back, I feel like I was so lost in trying to find something or anything to let me heal. But what I didn't realize was that it was already within me. So 100% anyone else out there who is struggling and listening to this and you don't know what to do and you want to make a difference, it might already be within you. Just got to look in
0: there, find it. No, I love that. And last question is, what is the best advice that you have ever received? Wow. (laughs) I know this is always a loaded question whenever I ask people.
1: I honestly just to piggyback off what I was just saying I feel like my whole life growing up my family told me that you know you can get through anything because it's already within you it's in your blood you are strong enough uh, you are brave enough you are creative enough and Unbreakable was sitting in me and I know it was in my plan for life and I really do feel like it was called for me to do this and i just had to listen and look to myself and look into my heart and follow that so really anyone who's struggling i would i would just remember that everything you need is already within you and you are capable of doing great things it might take a little while but you've got it already
0: I love that, and I feel like your videos always portray that, too. Like, you always have a lesson in your videos, or not necessarily lesson, but, like, a piece of <laughs> advice that you give in your videos. And a teacher me? Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's, like, one of those – I don't know if you – did you guys watch Full House, or did you watch Full House growing up? Oh, yes. Of course. You know how, like, every episode in those 90s sitcoms has, like, a lesson at the end? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, that is me. I am a walking 90s sitcom. <laughs> 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 Exactly. I feel like that's how I feel whenever I watch your videos. I feel like so inspired and so like, like, heartfelt like i just watched like such a so wholesome nice. video
1: <laughs> wow i want to say something nice about your videos everyone already knows this though who's listening right now we all love natalie's videos no but seriously when i met you in person you are the same as you are in your videos and i think that is so important i hope people can tell you know you are yes. as genuine as it gets it's so amazing and refreshing seriously
0: Oh, thank you. I can say the exact same thing about you. I love that about internet friends. It's like mm-hmm. even though we never met, we I feel like I've known you forever.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like it's not weird. We've been Yeah, and forever. I like
0: and I like know everything about your life like <laughs> from your videos. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Well, thank you so much Britt for being on this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me and of I've course. again I have been wanting to have you on for so long, so I'm so glad that we finally got to do it.
1: Me too. I literally love your podcast, so this is so much fun. I'm so excited for it to come out.
0: Thank you. Oh, thank you. And is there anything you want to plug yourself? The Unbreakable Foundation or – is it – okay. Is it Unbreakable Foundation or Organization?
1: organization. But okay, you know, I keep
0: saying foundation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, We are so many different
1: things. Like I said, if anything, you know, we are a community and organization. But yeah, you can follow us. That Instagram is the unbreakable org. And my personal one is five foot one teacher all spelled out. Because I'm five foot one and a teacher. And that's my YouTube channel as well. So come on over hang out. It's a good time. You don't have to be a teacher. I literally vlog about anything and everything. I love food. So if you love food, come on over.
0: (laughs) No, I'm obsessed with your videos. I remember when I first found your channel like a year ago, I like binge watched all your vlogs. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're the best. That's how I feel about yours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again so much. Everyone needs to go follow her. I'm going to have all of your links in the show notes though. So everyone can just click on them right there. But thank you again thank you that was it for today's episode i really hope that you guys enjoyed it be sure to let us know on the private facebook page or on our instagram what your favorite part of the episode was if you guys comment on there on our latest post or on the private facebook page which if you haven't joined what are you doing but if you guys let us know what your favorite part of this episode was what you took away from this episode that would mean so much to me I love you guys. I think Brit is an amazing human being and I'm so honored to have her on my podcast. Be sure to follow her and I will talk to you guys next Monday on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.